Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope that you had a good day today or that you had a good night last night, <laughs> depending when on whenever and wherever you are when you hear this recording in particular. I hope that in the next few days that you're able to take time out of your busy schedule and send five minutes worth of love to somebody you can't frickin' stand. Love your enemies, Jesus said, but what if you could love them actively to see them as asleep, sleeping people? And when they wake up, they're gonna be maybe lovely Maybe they'll still be jerks. Maybe they'll be wonderful. Maybe they just will always have that horrid personality that you just can't stand. But maybe, just maybe, if you send enough people enough love, especially the ones that really need it, maybe they're going to wake up and go, Oh my gosh, I was sleeping. Was I kicking you in my sleep? Was I punching the air in front of you? Oh, I'm so sorry. I was just asleep. Of course, that's not going to happen. But that's a metaphor. Because, you know, most people, when they're sleeping, they don't know what they're doing. They have terrible nightmares as if they're real. It's only when you wake up to the light. And you see around you in the light of day that the monsters you dreamt of were there really weren't. It was just you and the sunshiny days, the fairies all around. If you could see them or not, they're there. And love is all around you. That's the truth. There's nothing else. A friend of mine, my near twin flame, Jude Dikoff, has been putting up with a lot at his at his uh, place of employment from people who are asleep and from other places, you know, all around him. It seems everywhere he turns, there's sleeping people that are just, to frankly, driving him crazy. And you know, I've I've been going through that as well to a little, little lesser extent than that. But today I had a, a really frustrating day. It was annoying. A little bit of my PTSD was actually triggered. And I had a very exhausting day. I'm already tired. 
I'm grateful to be alive, though. You know, Jude told me today, he's like, you know, I'm just so tired of being a human. I'm just tired of this. Tired. That's how I've been feeling, too. You know, like, how much longer do we get to experience a loneliness? Been there, done that. We already learned from it, right? Right? How much longer do we get to experience disappointment and heartache and people looking us over for promotions or thinking that they deserve the right of way and the highway and they cut you off? And how much longer do we have to put up with this stuff? How much longer are people going to take us for granted and not not love us the way they ought to? How much longer are they going to stay asleep? How much longer before they wake up and realize that they must and can and should do embrace us as brothers and sisters? When people realize who they are, It's not going to be half bad a world, actually. It's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be an impossible place to live anymore. So if you take five minutes out of your day and you beam the love, you beam positive energy. I've got some friends who are so negative, guys. I just... I love them so much. They're very sweet people, very loving and generous, but holy man, they're so negative in every aspect of their life. I've met people in the past a long time ago who said they don't want to date anyone within a 10 mile rate with outside of a 10 mile radius of their house. Like, oh my God, talk about limitations. Why do you want to limit yourself? There's so much more than that. People have said they don't want to date outside their city. Well, I could see that. But people say they'll never date someone from another country. I don't get that at all. I think it's fun. It's really challenging to have a relationship with someone who doesn't even speak your language. I've done that a couple times. I've had short-term relationships. The one that was a little bit longer, almost like nine months or something. Officially six months, and then we kept on for another four or five months. But, But it's challenging, and it's different. How do you communicate when you can't really talk to each other very well? You learn other ways, and you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about other people. So beam loved your enemies and start to expand the things in which you do. If your family vacation for the past 30 years has been going to the lake that's two hours from your house, why not let this be your breakout year and you drive five hours? To another state. (laughs) Really expand your territory. A lot of you I do know um, have traveled 
to Europe from the United States recently, and a lot of you are traveling quite often to other countries, but there's still a lot of people in the U.S. that just don't travel. They just don't, they just don't know. They just don't know. It's a joy. And you know, if you're an introvert and everywhere you go, people are saying stuff to you and you're just like, oh God, I don't, you could tune it all out. If it's another language, it's so easy. You have your mind to yourself for once and you could just sit back and hear the choir of angels singing in your head. Oh, <laughs> no, that's not the angels. Those are the who's down in Whoville <laughs> coming up on Christmas. I haven't mentioned it in a while. I didn't want to keep hounding you guys, but I do want your Christmas stories and miracles. So send those to metaphysical soul speak at gmail.com when, uh, when you get a chance, if you have any, I know it's a very rare thing I'm asking for, but I know someone out there has got something like this. Have you ever seen Santa Claus? Have you ever had a Christmas miracle or a Kwanzaa miracle or a Diwali or Hanukkah miracle? I want to know about it. I want to know about it. I want to say a special shout out to Wayne and Jude and Rainy and Ariel and Joy and also a special shout out of course to Riley and Kyle all of you guys have contacted me in the past week and I think I might have left out a couple people if I left you out I'm sorry a lot of people have been writing me I just want to thank you for that and I want to let you guys know, you know what, um, Jude Dikoff, who was my guest last, last week, actually, he finished, um, he fi- or started his podcast. He only had like a five minute blurb about himself and what he's going to do and what the nature of his podcast is going to be. I wanted to let you guys know that he has started his podcast. He has a couple episodes out now. He wanted to, you know, just get it going, get it going. And he's probably going to drop it back down to once a week. But for now, I think he's got two out and he's getting ready to release the third. Just so that you guys can get a taste for what it is that he does. He's putting out his autobiography verbally, stories about his life. I love that. I always love that. From his very unique position as a starseed. He's also my near twin flame and we just found each other. I guess he told me he's been trying to write me for a couple weeks and his stuff was so, he had bombarded me so much information, it overwhelmed me. And I knew that what he was saying was real and I knew that he was real, but I was just like, oh, this is going to take a minute. And his, his energy overwhelmed me. And, but he's been like, thank you, Jude, for being so, so much, um, Kind of, I won't. I don't want to say the words thorn in my side, but there's something. Oh, you're persistent. Your persistent efforts, and now I realize who you are. And I just, you guys, I love him so much. He's such a good person, and he's very much um, misunderstood. And it's lonely when you get very, very high up into the metaphysical stuff, and you just don't really want to talk about who won the game last night. That kind of crap is so boring. 
after you start to see into other realms and you're seeing fairies and you're seeing you know dragons or feeling the energy of the jinn and they're with you and when you start communing with all of nature especially the seen and the unseen it's just so boring you know it gets boring it's like you know i want to go out and hang out in nature and just watch the ducks roll on by even if that one on the end is giving me the stink eye <laughs> Sometimes I think the swans can be very judgmental <laughs> in the park paradise here. It's really hilarious. You know, I, I just, even if it's just like looking out my window and going, Hey Fred, come on up. I got some seed for you. And my pigeon friend, he comes up and he high fives me with his wing slaps my hand. It's so cute. And it's so fun. You know, I just, every little interaction with the fairy world or with nature. I, I love that, you know, that means so much more to me than watching a ball game on TV. And if you're, you know, an athlete, I get it. I mean, when you're in it, you're, you're actually, it's so much more exciting. And I love going to like a good uh, sporting event in person, but it's just to watch on TV. I'm just like, Oh my God. Men playing with their balls, throwing them through some hoop or some apparatus. It's like, I I don't know. And then it's just all of that for the excuse of slapping each other on the ass at the end. I don't know. It just, I don't. And then, and then the whole thing being the spirit of competition. The spirit of competition was, it's always something that's eluded me. And what's funny is when I was in 10th grade, I wrote, an essay called the spirit of competition. And what was really funny is I had to talk about how I think it's a good thing. And I really didn't, but you know what? I won honorable mention in the mead competition. It was a national competition. Randomly out of nowhere, I got a giant box because I got honorable mention. So it's like fourth place or something or fifth place. I think there's like 10 honorable mentions after the first, second and third person in all of the whole United States. I'm like hilarious that I fudged my beliefs on this. I wrote a good article about it and how, you know, competition is good for the American spirit. You know, it was just a bunch of raw, raw, red, white and blue bullshit, to be honest. But I really was so proud of those notebooks, man. I used them all summer, wrote down my thoughts, hopes, dreams, saved some, you know, for the the fall, gave my brother a couple notebooks. I got some notebooks. We all got pencils. It was like fun. It was cool. Pens, pencils. It was awesome. I mean, it's like not, it's like, you know, like I, I wrote it and I sent it away. I had to wait for months, you know, but I've always much more preferred the spirit of cooperation taught my kids that and 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 i've kept my kids out of traditional public schools because i don't want them to be raised to be a cog in the spoke of a wheel that's freaking broken you know wheels on fire rolling down the road 
<laughs> like, you know, I just feel like that's what, that's what the society, it's so broken. It's like a wheel on fire, you know, notify my next of kin. Cause this wheel shall explode. You know, <laughs> that's how I feel. That's how I feel about society and the spirit of competition. You know, we gotta get one over on the enemy or get one over on the competition. Like, it's just like there's there there's room for all of us on the planet, or we all wouldn't be here. And we have the cooperation energy available. It's always been available. You know, I, I just, I couldn't stand the idea of keeping my kids in public school. It hurt my heart. I felt it in my gut and in my heart that, and I could see it, just see it in them. Like, they're just like, God, it was killing them. It was killing their inner spirit and, and their unbridled passion, energy, and joy for living in life. You know, like how crestfallen they were when their teacher didn't call on them or when they were told that they weren't all that good or the hand, oh, well, you know, your words were okay, but boy, your handwriting sucks. I mean, my oldest had had a teacher say that. And how dare that teacher? So what, you know? Maybe my kids would have better handwriting if you taught them better, if you were more encouraging and loving instead of trying to be competitive with little children. You know, and then making the kids compete against each other and making enemies of who should be their friends. So there's always that edge, that edginess, energy. You know, it's like when you're in a room with one of your, if you're a woman and you're in a room with one of your girlfriends or you know, and then a guy walks in and, you know, say you're both straight. This is a heteronormative, cisgendered kind of example. But so like if you're, you know, with a friend and, and you're both like single and you're looking and a good looking person comes in. So, I'm, you know, I'm saying that person, not cisgendered, you know, and you have that edgy competent, competent, competitiveness. And it's like, you know, the people that were always my friends had way way wildly different interests than me you know like men that would be interested in my friend Gina Marie would probably be interested in um, speaking Spanish the Latin American world Um, you know back then I wasn't interested I'm interested in it now Um, probably because Gina Marie rubbed off on me somehow but you know, but uh, she used to act on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Sometimes she got to be like a stand-in, like a body double. And she acted in other things. And, um, you know, but she also, she's half Italian. And so she, I think she spoke Italian as well. Um, I should ask her. She's up in San Francisco now. But, um, you yeah, but people, and she was gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. But we are both beautiful in different ways, you know. We had a different energy and way about us. And she wanted to go salsa dancing and go to concerts um, so she could dance to the Spanish music. And for me, I wanted to go to Newsrat Fatale Khan. I wanted to go hear the spiritual music. And I'm more of a hippie, you know, and I wore the long flowing skirts. And she always wore, like, um, 
athletic wear, you know, but like she's going to go down dancing any minute. And I was always like wearing the hippie skirts and the hippie styles and plastic beaded jewelry that my friends made for me and I made for me and I'd make them jewelry too. It was fun. You know, I was always like that. I had different, I had my goth phase. I had a lot of different phases just for fun because I get bored. I get bored. I can't do the same thing every day. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, it's, but there's always that competitive edginess of, oh, well maybe he'll pick me. Maybe he'll pick me. And it used to be a little bit more about who could put themselves out there more. And then the, the man or the woman would be more interested in the one who is out there more. And there's an energy shift that's happened recently. And I hope you guys have noticed that everything is about genuine relationships and being who you truly are. And not about wanting to marry someone because you like the size of their knockers or, or their ding dongs. I don't know. (laughs) It's not about that crap anymore. It's not about, well, I don't like blondes. I'd rather have a brunette or I don't like, you know, brunettes have a redhead, you know, like I, it's not about that shit anymore. It's not, it's just not, you know? And so the cooperation stuff is coming more out. Like, well, what do you want to do with your life? You know, you could have two equally beautiful men in the room and you talk to one and he's, Amazing, and you want to be with him, but his life goal is to live in freaking Manhattan, live in the city, and complain about the city. And and then you talk to the other guy equally as handsome, and his goal is to buy a village, a medieval village in Spain, and fix it up and have an art community and and the spirit of cooperation. So it seems to me that in the future, very shortly, all of our relationships are going to be based on having mutual dreams and goals. And it should have been like this all along. And I think that's why a lot of the marriages ended in divorce the past several decades. It's just, ooh, I like what she likes. So that, mm-mm-mm, let me get a little, mm-mm. You know, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard type of energy. It's bullshit. It's all crap. It's all bull crap. You know, it's like, should never be about that because in the end, after we leave this place, we don't bring our big badunkadunk with us, right? We don't. We're not about the body parts. We're not about the green eyes you know or the red hair we're not about any of that we're we're about the energy the energetic spirit forms that we truly are we're just here temporarily in these bodies anyway and so it's kind of weird that we brought it all the way down to the lowest possible competitive level you know because really what it's all about is finding something that you love feeling comfortable with yourself and the only way where you feel comfortable with ourselves is if we are known and loved 
and honored and respected for what we bring to the table energetically, spiritually, intellectually. You know, we're not really our own, we're not really our collection of achievements, but that's a part of it too. You know, I don't really want to be with a guy who is 42 and still living off of his mommy. You know, <laughs> thank you, God. And I don't even like that. I'm just saying that in general. But, um, you know, who's never worked a day in his life, for example. But at the same time, I don't want a guy who's just a working stiff and he's an automatron and he doesn't think for himself or have any hopes or goals for the future. I'm not interested in that either. You know, and I also don't like a guy who's a businessman, who's a go-getter, who can't wait to crush the competition either. The spirit of cooperation, I think, is important to me. And I feel like it's going to become important, more and more important in all aspects of our lives. You know, I feel like when I tell you guys, hey, go check out Jude in the Starseed perspective. He's got a, he's, he's got a really unique and, and amazing uh perspective on everything and I think this podcast is going to be absolutely fabulous I'm definitely going to listen to it I listen to other podcasts too and you know what every single one of us we're all unique and different and because we're all unique and different we should promote each other and we should always help each other and I tried to have a, a business consulting um, business and I and I did consult with several businesses for a while and I always trying to tell them like look you know, like, for example, my, my dog food lady, she sold um, organic dog food and organic treats and, and, like, little Halloween costumes for dogs. It was adorable. And that was her thing. And I said, well, um, I think that you need to, we need to cross-pollinate. You know, like, our businesses need to cross-pollinate. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, <clears throat> you know, you do organic health food, you know, people really give a crap about their dogs if they come and spend the extra money on, on your food, you know, $40 versus a $5 bag, right? Um, to give the op- optimum nutrition. So why don't you put veterinarian cards out that are holistic veterinarians or naturopathic veterinarians? Cause they exist. And she's like, Oh, I do have one or two. I go and how many of their cards of yours that they hand out? She goes, you know what? They never have. Like, well, now they're going to. She's like, oh my God, that's such a good idea. I'm like, yeah. Because your business does not compete. In fact, it is cooperative with theirs. And you're not a pet groomer, neither is a veterinarian, so let's get a pet groomer in the mix. Somebody who uses all natural ingredients to wash the dogs versus chemicals. She's like, oh my God, now you're talking. I'm like, well, let's get dog walkers who don't believe in using um, synthetic dyes or perfumes, you know, in their, on their body. She's like, oh my gosh, you know? So like I, I started thinking along the lines of if you promote a veterinarian, why not promote five more businesses and you're cooperating? That cooperation spirit lifts you up so much higher energetically. It raises your vibration. And then if you do that, and then you give your card to all those people. Now you're all boosting each other. 
It's just the way I look at it. You know, that's why I've talked so much about like Ralph Smart and you know, all these other people on YouTube as well. I mean, I'm, I'm on YouTube, but my presence on YouTube isn't like theirs. I mean, you don't see me doing a lot of videos in which I'm talking. If you go to Elena Fox Arcs, you're going to see some of my travel videos of me and my family. I just need to distort someplace and I thought it'd be fun entertaining people. I'm smoking a cigar in one. It's hilarious. My first time ever smoking a Cuban. So I was like so excited and I felt so illegal, <laughs> even though I was in Mexico where it was totally legal. I just felt like, haha, I'm an American smoking Cuban. And now we can go to Cuba. It's not a problem. But back then it was like, oh, smoking a commie cigar. No, but, um, but I like to promote other people. And I think that we should all like to promote other people doing the same thing. My husband and I, um, when we had our hypnotherapy practice, I would refer clients to him when it was something that he was better suited for. He was a nurse by trade and my degree was in human sexuality. So he would send me the clients that had sexual issues like impotence or whatever. And I would send him the clients that had medical issues like thyroid problems or um, irritable bowel syndrome, you know, weird stuff like that. Like I just, you know, Hey, if it's a medical based thing, that's yours. You're a nurse. That's the one you're going to handle. Unless someone specifically wanted to work with a woman, you know, if gender was an issue for some people, it was, you know, I had women that had female related problems like, and they didn't want to deal with a man or had PTSD. I had one client who had been raped another who was being beat up by her husband. So, you know, Hey, you know that those are my clients. And he, he my husband had a guy who was an abuser, didn't want to be an abuser. And he was beating up his, his girlfriend and stalking her. And he was like, I feel like a crazy person. I met her and then I became a crazy person. And so he got him to not be competitive and not be jealous, but to be cooperative. You know, and to see that it's not the end of the world if relationship breaks up. It's not the end of the world at all. Just ran its course and it's it. You know. So, you know, I want you guys to think about the cooperation aspect and about how, and, and I want you to notice how the relationships really, truly are changing. They really, truly are changing. There's a lot more people throupling up, you know. Instead of a couple, you're a throuple, you know three of you instead of two of you. And I know that the Andromedan four, I don't even know, quadruple is that, I don't even know what we call that one. <laughs> Fruple, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that's not too far behind. I mean, there's always been the fringe, crazy 20, 30, 40 people in the hippie commune society or I'm sleeping with everyone else type of thing. Not always, I mean, the thing has always been around, but you know, it's like that happens like what once every 20 states, right? It's like very rare that that happens, but the throupling thing is happening a lot more. You know, four people in a relationship are living in a house together to save on expenses and to love each other and be there and cooperate with each other. I think I have a feeling it's going to get to be more and more. I really do. 
Meanwhile, I could probably see myself in my own house in the middle of the forest by myself. <laughs> you know, talking to my djinn who no one can see and... <laughs> Talking to the fairies that no one can see. Hopefully not. I'll find somebody. I'll find somebody. I think I might have, but we'll see. I keep having visions, though, of my guy, and I'm happy. I have visions, you know, about my next relationship, and then plus my twin flame, so I don't know if my twin will ever be there, but I keep having visions of someone who's going to be there soon, and you know, but I'm, I just want someone who's going to be cooperating, you know, like I want someone who's going to want to be with me because of who I am at my core, what I've done, what I do, where my goals are headed. You know, I don't want someone who just wants to, you know, come in and try to take over the real estate world and ignore everything that I do. I hate that competitive stuff. Oh, I like you. You're pretty. I'm going to be your husband. No, you're not. You need to know me. What, who the hell are you? A lot of weirdos out there. So you want someone to cooperate with you in every, you know, aspect. Business and friendships, relationships, even in your family. People aren't cooperating. It's like, Psh. All right, well, nice to see you. See you later. See you later, Aunt Millie. And I could cooperate with me. See, I wouldn't want to be a... But I do feel the world is changing. People are waking up, thank God. Thank God. Anyway, I'm going to tell you guys what's going on with... Um... Yeah, my phone was plugged in because of the... Uh, the horrible battery issue. I don't know what's going on there. It's gotten a little bit better, but still. All right. Disclosurenews.it today. They just say power 13. <laughs> Virtually calm, only slight movements between 3 and 5 UTC time with a maximum power. They have only 13. And yet again, the heartmath.org. I'm, I'm trying to re... I've been trying for a couple hours to refresh the page and it still says... Sorry, this data is temporarily unavailable. Please try again later. Yeah, so annoying. Trying again, though. We'll see what happens. Maybe it's been fixed. Oh! Yeah, hell's bells. It's been fixed. That's so awesome. All right, let's do this. Um, wow. I wanted to tell you... you know, yesterday, 570 was the top peak of Hulului... And it went down to 417, went right back up. And right before midnight, no, right at midnight, yeah, they went up to 4, 528 again. We'll start with Hulului, South Africa, because that's the one that stands out the most right now. South Africa started off at midnight at 528 hertz frequency. But you know what? By 5 a.m., or actually, let me fix this. It says 3 a.m. Hopefully. Oh, I'm lying. That was yesterday. I'm sorry. That was um, the November 13th. All right. There we go. So, yeah, they... I guess they topped out about 526 yesterday. 
I'm so glad we get to see the numbers from yesterday because we didn't certainly did not have them available yesterday. Um, let's see here. And then the next one that stood out yesterday was only 152, and that was Northland, New Zealand. Everyone else is below that. All right, so we're going to start from tonight, though. Okay, so November 14th. Um, California started off at 22 hertz frequency and went down to 5 by 5 a.m. And... Well, as always, Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, still at zero, all the way across the board. From midnight to 5 a.m., just plain, flat, zero. That's all she wrote. (laughs) Lithuania started off at 12 hertz frequency and went down to zero by 5 a.m. It's really strange. All these anomalies with all this stuff, it's just, it's been very, very weird. With all the electronic crap that went on yesterday. And okay, in Alberta, Canada, start off at 34 hertz frequency at midnight, and they went down to 8 by 5 a.m. And let's see here. Northland, New Zealand, start off at 67 hertz frequency at midnight, and they went down to 16 hertz frequency by 5 a.m. And for today, though, even though it's been super impressive, they were in Halului, South Africa, start off at 178 hertz frequency at uh, midnight. Was that midnight? Yeah. Um, no, I'm sorry. Actually, that was 11 last night. At 100, They were at 155 hertz frequency at midnight and went down to 41 by 5 a.m. So everything is going down. All of them went down. Not one of them went up this time. Very weird, right? Interesting. I can't even explain why. It's just, it's interesting to watch it. I don't know. All right. Um, a Course in Miracles, ACIM.org. We are on Lesson 157. It's where we left off from yesterday. And this is the special thought of the day. Into his presence would I enter now. Into his presence would I enter now. This is a day of silence and trust. It's a special time of promise in your calendar of days. It's a time heaven has set apart to shine upon and cast a timeless light upon this day when echoes of eternity are heard. This day is holy for it ushers in a new experience, a different kind of feeling and awareness. You've spent long days and nights in celebrating death, but today... You learn to feel the joy of life. Into his presence would I enter now. If you want to read more of this lesson, it is quite a bit longer than what I read. 
Go to ACIM.org or you can download A Course in Miracles app, the Foundation for Inner Peace. They're the original publishers, but as they didn't copyright the work, it's available in a lot of places for free. So I think that's pretty cool. Buy the book if you can, but you know, you don't have to. You could get it for free. I bought my copies back in the day for $60 for all of the books, the teacher's manual and everything. And I, it was in storage and I lost it. Dad damn it. But I'll probably go get another copy of all of it again. Anyway, I'm going to do a channeling tonight. This is a weirder one. <laughs> I just love when people go, Oh, well, nice to meet you. Where are you from? What do you do for a living? I'm like, I uh, channel the sun for a podcast. What? <laughs> what are you smoking? Well, nothing today because I've got to work and channel for a podcast. But when I'm done, I'll probably give you a token out. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, maybe I will. Who knows? I had an extremely stressful day today, guys. I am so completely spent, dead, exhausted. I know I'm getting this out again three freaking hours late. Two hours late, actually. I'm just... But I at least I, I'm in time for your morning commutes for most of you, especially in Florida. I got some of you in Florida, some of you in Texas. This is here for your commute. But, um... Yeah, just a lot of energy, a lot of negative, but also frustrating, but also potentially good. But the tension, the tension surrounding financial stuff today, like it's been incredible. Like this woman who's been asking me to buy my house out from under me for years called me today saying she wants to take some pictures to tell me how bad my house has been. She's the one that promised that she was going to put a lock on my door, which she did not. And I have a feeling she made sure that my house would be completely uninhabitable. And now some of the shingles have fallen off the roof. That's not her fault. But, you know... She's like, you're, she told me that I'm holding the hostage, the, the neighborhood hostage by not fixing up my house. It's like, excuse me, I was kind of run out of Detroit there for a while. And uh, I've been just trying my best scrambling to try to get enough money to go back and fix up my house. Because my goal was to live in it and to just be a writer and write, make money buy a house, I mean buy a car and fix up my house and live in my cute little house because I love that house I really really love that house and I saw today that maybe I I do need to sell it, depends on how much she's going to offer me, she's going to try to lowball me, forget it I'll let her suffer another year then I'll make my money and go and fix it up and but I know I need to live in Ecuador. My higher guidance says it's it's you need need to be an expatriate. And even my son was like, we need to let the house go, Mom. Let's just sell it. Like, screw it. Let's get the money. And I mean, in that house, I've got um, books and CDs and clothing. And it's like, 
I've lived without it for many years, but do I go back and get my things? Or do I just let my things go? I've got a lot of crystals that I consider to be like little children to me that I love. And a lot of stuff, even my son's like, God, you know, he had a money collection. He had money from like 20 different countries and he put it in a box and that's there. I'm sure his bicycle's gone. I'm sure that some of the kids stole some of our stuff, but you know, I had some really nice clothes I just bought. Really nice stuff. I'm sure my Abercrombie and Fitch hoodie is gone that I bought in Guatemala. But I mean, some of the stuff, you know, meant nothing to no one but me. Plus I had some plans for building some solar panels for pennies on the dollar, stuff like that. And it just bothers me. I had like a witchcraft seminar series that was like freaking 36 CDs or something. And it was very interesting. And this woman was a hereditary witch. And I didn't get to go through it before I had to leave. And I, I got some stuff that I'm just like, ah, do I let it go? Probably I should let it go. So I've been contemplating my connection to material objects this past week. I hope that if you guys are contemplating this stuff too, that you're able to kind of see through some of the illusion of the BS of it. I think because I'm, I'm mildly on the spectrum that my connection to objects is, um, a lot more intense than it is for other people. And, um, it's how I anchored into the illusion so well. I do see that now, but also it's like with all the people in my life that have rejected me and left me and treated me like crap. And, you know, even my own mother, you know, it's just the one I just can't get over. It's like, we should give my, should give my brother $10,000 and say, ah, he'll probably never never pay me back, but whatever, it's only money. And then like 10 minutes later say, oh, but that $100 I sent you. Like there was a gift. I thought it was a gift. She said that was by the way alone, even though she never told me that she put it in a, in a card with butterflies on it saying how much she loved me and hoped this money helped. I never asked her for money. But then she expected me to pay her back. You know, that kind of stuff. Like, how is that? How is that fair? It's not freaking fair at all. You know, I don't send, you know, I I would never do that. I would never send my oldest child money and saying, I hope you pay me back knowing he's struggling, you know what I mean? Like, and she knew I was struggling and it's like, I don't know. It's like my, my cousin's husband died after my husband died. And when my husband died, my cousin didn't bother to even say, I'm sorry or to call and ask me if I was all right. Or actually her husband died first. And so, you know, but I was there for her, but like, I mean, I'm so much like telling her how much, I love her. I'm willing to come up. Do you need company? Do you need, you know, I'll bring the kids up. We'll, we'll hang out. I'll stay in a hotel if you don't want to, you know, 
feel want company in your home, I understand because it's a stressful time, but I just want to take you out to eat, reconnect, anything you need or want. Ooh, I said that and some fairies just flew through my room. Ooh, hi guys. It's like four or five. I'm just now and then, then I, they disappeared again. But, uh, you know, so it's like the, 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 I don't know where the disconnect is. You know, when I show people how much I love and care for them and I act appropriately, I think I act appropriately for the most part. I mean, you know, my, aside from my crazy Hayoka wisdom and my sexual joking, but I, I do have, you know, like actual genuine love and concern. And then when my husband died, suddenly people scattered to the four fucking winds and like they didn't give a crap anymore. Like, I live in Ecuador and I think most of my family don't even know it. They treat me like I'm dead. If I ever post, sometimes they'll like something and they go, oh wow, where are you living now? It's like, y'all don't remember when I announced I was going to become an Ecuadorian citizen. That takes a few years, like five. In my case, it's going to take like seven. Unless I get married to an Ecuadorian man, but you know, it's not my goal. I don't want to marry to be staying here. I want to marry for love, nothing else. But I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't understand. And seeing all that, it's not even competitive stuff. Maybe it is a little bit on my cousin's part or on my mom's part, making my brother and I pitting us against one another. Even though he and I never felt that way about each other. We love each other. We're cooperative with each other. So I've been looking at all that. I've been looking at some weird material, literally material, like money related and stuff and physical stuff. And I've been looking at the way that people treat each other. And and, and I've been looking at the competition versus cooperation. So I don't know. Hey, maybe I'm going to bring up some of these things for you. And some of them might, might be issues and some of them might be insights. And so I hope that, you know, whatever I say can spark things in you where you could go, Oh wow. You know, the material stuff isn't all that important. We get so fricking attached. I get really attached to certain things. I miss my bicycle from that was in Chico. I had that bicycle with me for 20 years and I kept it in perfect condition. I spent $500, um, gain it completely overhauled. Like, you know, from, you know, top to tails. Like, I mean, my bicycle was really, it was a $500 bicycle to begin with. And I bought it and then, you know, in the nineties, it was a beautiful bike and it was very unique and I've never seen anything like it before or since. It wasn't quite a boy's bike and it wasn't quite a girl's bike. It was like something in between. It had big chunky tires and but it had like 18 speeds or something. Maybe it was 24 speeds. It was an incredible bicycle. And it was my transportation. I'd rather take that in the rain than my stupid old car back in the day. So, so I had so much fun on the bike. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff I miss. I get attached. I don't know. You guys get attached to things. But anyway, um, I'm going to take a quick break. And uh, you guys can contemplate that for the rest of the day. As long as you also listen to the next part, which is the sun. And the sun is so mellow. I already did this part. I, I, I did the reverse 
dyslexic show again and he's so mellow like his energy is so like you know I love you guys you know what I mean like he's so energetically chill he's like the epitome of chillax you know like I love the sun I love his energy it's so warm and inviting and also chillax and I don't know I haven't heard from Luna in a while the spirit of the moon but the last time I had a conversation with her she just felt so cold and so distant so like uninterested in human affairs and angry that we would think she did care about us like that it was such a weird energy compared to the energy of the moon I mean the sun the energy of the sun he's just involved he sees us I feel seen by him and I don't know if you ever felt have you ever been in touch with the high vibrational energy of the sun where you walk outside and you're having a commune commune with him like there's a union there a communion like a commingling of the energy of you and the sun he's changing your skin giving you angel kisses and the freckles you know and he's changing your hair and making it lighter in some cases he's making you tan and in my case he's making you whiter because I get bleached out like old bones but um I don't know why I get whiter in some that I have I get whiter but then also I get freckles it's so strange but <laughs> I, I just there's like a communion there you know where when I go out under the moon I'm just like a little frightened almost it's weird it's beautiful and I like looking at the moon but it doesn't give me the same energy as the sun the sun is like life giving he is a life giver the moon lights our path but this but she's a reflection of the sun who is the life bringer you know if it wasn't for the sun we wouldn't have plants that grow that's how plants uh, create the green color it's chlorophyll is created with the sun you know it's like firewood traps the energy of the sun in it and when you light it on fire it's releasing the energy of the sun which is why it radiates the same exact warmth and feeling of coziness that you get when you lay out on the beach in the summertime you could have that same feeling in the wintertime when the sun's low in the horizon and you and you but you light that fire and it's like oh once again you feel connected with the sun even if you're not consciously aware of it that's what it is so I don't know but he's so mellow I hope you enjoyed this interview I'm gonna take a quick break and when I come back you guys are gonna hear about the sun's perspectives and he's telling us a little bit he doesn't give us a lot of information but he's giving us some information about energies he's been sending to us how he's been sending it to us and how interested in us he actually is right after this message
Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you. All right, guys, I am here. I am connected with the sun, the spirit of our nearest ball of fire, grandfather's son, Ra, the sun god, whatever name you have for him, soul, (laughs) (laughs) S-O-L, I'm connected to the sun right now. So I'm uh, <clears throat> going to channel for a while and see what he has to say for himself and what's going on in the cosmos and why, why did he want to speak to me today? <laughs> I love the sun and he's awesome. And with normal people that I channel, I'll see an outline of their form in my room. If I close my eyes, I could see them clearly. With the sun, and I close my eyes, I just see the sun. (laughs) Don't ever stare directly at the sun. But uh, (laughs) I just get filled with uh, an energy of bright, happy, sunshiny joy is the energy of the sun. So anyway, I am an indirect channel. I don't allow beings to take over my body. I sometimes get very trancey. I get very into it. Sometimes my voice will change a little bit because I'm trying to get across the voice of the person or entity that I'm channeling. And sometimes their energy is so heavy that it happens automatically. So I'm a direct, indirect telepathic channel. And that's what we're doing here today. So we're going to get right into it. Am I connected to the sun? Muscle testing says yes. So, um, soul or raw, I don't know what you want us to call you. Soul is fine, he says. Okay. Um, you, do you want me to interview you? He says, no, I have a few words I wish to speak. Okay. Go ahead. You are more than welcome. Start anytime. Hello to all of my human children, I call you even though most of you are adults, it takes a lot to become a grand planetary being, such as a sun or a planet. Technically, I am a star, and it takes a lot, a lot of spiritual growth. I wasn't always a star. I was before, way in the beginning, I could call it my youth, I was a bipedal being much like yourself. I was not a human, I was not on the planet Earth 
because you couldn't have life on the planet Earth without yours truly. Oh, guys, I'm getting so hot. You talk to the sun and it's just so hot. <laughs> All right, sorry, grandfather son, I'm so hot. He says, it's understandable. I have an overwhelming energy. And I am a form of heat as well as light. And light itself produces the energy of heat. They call it calories on your planet, I believe. Not the food kind, but the caloric energy generated. So, okay, go ahead. So, yeah, okay. I started off as bipedal. I started off as a third dimensional being, much like you all did. And I worked myself up through the ranks, you might say. We all did, all of the stars, all the planets at one point were in the beginning other forms, other beings. We had to take our turn. Someday you might become planets. Maybe satellite planets such as moons. Someday you might be suns or stars. But I understand even though I am very, 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 very old as a being I understand what it was like to ascend to grow to spiritually awaken and the pain that it causes just as I see in birds when they're being born when they're cracking open their shells and They're so warm and cozy inside, but they just can't stand it anymore. And they have to bust through that outer shell. And once they bust through it, the rush of cold air comes in. And now they're more uncomfortable than when they were inside, but they have to move forward. And they're cold until they come into the light of the sun. And that's one of the favorite parts of my job is to warm the babies that are born outside in nature and they need me. I help to dry their fur in the cases of little fawnlings or baby birds, any animal really that's born in the sunshine. And I give them every bit of life that I possibly can. And I feel it when you love me, when you send me love and you tell me that you love me. I feel that. And I appreciate that because my warmth that I give to you is a form of my love for you. Not everybody takes love in the form of warmth or warm caresses is what the way I imagine it must feel to be you receiving my love I hope that's how you receive me 
Although I see some of you get very upset and frustrated when you have too much sun. And I'm sorry when I burn your skin, I don't mean to do that. But everybody must take everybody else in small measure, in small amounts. I feel that I am your grandfather and you are like my grandchildren sometimes. I don't feel that I am a higher, better, loftier being than you in spite of what you might consider because the higher you go up spiritually, the higher you feel in vibration, the more humble you feel. I am grateful to serve as your son. I'm grateful to be here as your being of actual light. And I'm happy to give you the light you need to conduct your day-to-day activities. And most of you are too busy to look up and obviously don't look at me directly. But most of you don't consider that I'm there. Like a grandfather watching grandkids on a Sunday afternoon, I'm there. I've been with you since the day you're born and I'll be with you till the day you die and I'll be with you in all your lifetimes you live upon this planet. You're all very important to me. I obviously shine on you equally in equal amounts. It doesn't matter to me how much money you have. It doesn't matter to me how many friends you have or if you're a loner. I'm still going to shine on your skin. I'm still going to warm your back on your sad days. I'm still going to bring the light and the joyous energy on your happy summer days. Until I burn out, I will be here loving you in your every moment. Now what you might not know is that I give you energy even in the nighttime and you are on the other side of the planet as your planet rotates. In fact, I give all the planets of your solar system. Thank you for calling it that, by the way, solar. I think it's funny that you consider that you revolve around me, but I revolve around God. I see that many of you consider yourself to be nothing, especially lately. The energy has been trying to clear those patterns away and I've been sending as much energy your direction as possible. It is true. I am a portal for the galactic central sun. The love, the light and the energy directly from God pours through my body 
and I shine it on down to you. Even if you never consider me as your son, I still love you. But I don't travel around myself. Obviously, I have something else to travel around. The whole galaxy, we travel around together, around the universe, around the grand central sun. The residing point from which Prime Creator creates everything. I don't even know what there is beyond where I'm at. I honestly can't imagine that there is something higher than being a son next to being the creator himself. And maybe I'm wrong. It's hard for me to see what my next step is and I can imagine it's hard for you to see what your next step is. But I'm sending you love and light I'm sending you the emotion of love and joy. I'm doing my best to always shine on you. And when you are on the other side and it's dark and it's nighttime, I'm still sending you energy. These beams of my specialized, more specialized light that you cannot see with your eyes can penetrate the earth. It's very powerful. It's creating situations in your bodies right now, especially because I've changed in my harmonic octaves. You have changed in your bodies because of it. You are becoming crystalline beings. I'm becoming a crystalline sun, I suppose. I have to send constantly the beams towards your planet to create situation in which your DNA is changing the structure of your cells, not just the DNA itself, but the size and the shape of your cells are changing. Many of you have noticed your faces are changing. The way you look is changing. It's almost as if you are being molded by a grand invisible sculpture, sculptor who is molding your face so slowly that you see different changes, but eventually they're gone and so you're okay again. But your faces are changing. And what I mean by that is you're, um, some of you wake up and your face looks old and haggard, but by the next day, your face looks a lot younger. Some days your face might look like you've gained a lot of weight and it starts to hang down a little bit in some cases, but within three days, it's always back and you're looking younger. Everything in your body is changing in very strange and unusual ways. This is the first time ever that this has happened to humanity. So you have to expect it's going to be weirder and weirder 
still. I have much more than what you know, but you've heard of neutrinos and gamma rays. There's more energy. There's plasma that's sent to you that cannot be seen with your eyes. The days you feel overwhelmed and the days you fall asleep, having your cosmic naps, as you call them. It's, it's usually because of me. I'm sending an energy that is similar to a fog, sometimes to caress and envelop you for the next wave of energy that's coming. I will never stop loving you and I will never stop shining for as long as I possibly can. There are corridors that come from my planetary body that enter into the earth. These corridors are intense corridors filled with light, but it's light that is not visible to the human eyes, nor to that of the animals. It is a very high vibrational sort of portals. There's like beams that come down. They're not static portals. It's not something that you might one day accidentally run into with your car or bump into it while you're walking. It's nothing like that, but it's a fluid energy. But it's very flexible. And I've been sending not just energy to your surface and not just beaming energy through the planetary surface to the other side because I do that as well this is a different frequency and so it reaches the surface of the planet and then goes penetrates deep into what you might be calling the crystal caves these crystal caves harbor every kind of crystal imaginable although most of them have remained hidden on earth they tend to be in very remote locations and we send vibrations out to you between me and the crystals and mother earth herself these crystals have been filled with my light recently to the point where they couldn't take it anymore and they were had to burst forth with energy that they blasted back towards me but in so doing it was like a sieve filtering out dirt from muddy water and the energy from those crystals became like a filter A lot of you are bickering or sad or depressed or have negative emotions that you've buried. Many of you have imagined these emotions going deep into the earth. Well, I'm helping the earth get rid of all that negativity. This has been talked about before by your host as well as 
other people on the internet. But we want you to know that sending all this energy to you isn't a form of punishment. It isn't because I want to knock out your power supplies. I don't want to hurt humans at all. In fact, I'm trying to heal all of you so that you can each individually feel whole and complete as a person. I want you to feel fulfilled in whatever profession you undergo. I'm even supplying your vitamin D for you. I feel like a proud father. And when you listen to this recording, I'm going to finally be heard and feel the energy of that. I accept every single one of you, regardless of what you're doing in your life, whether it's good or bad or weird or against the norm. None of that bothers me. My biggest concern is that you live beautiful, full lives and that you are taking moments out of your day to feel happy and alive and joyful and even playful. That's the energy I'm always trying to get to you. I hope that on your sunshiniest of days, you remember me from now on and that you bring a smile to your face. I'm going to see it energetically. I feel it when you smile. I could tell the general energy of somebody and I can raise vibrations, especially when I'm asked as can you, by the way, you are entering what is called the golden age. I like to refer to as the golden age of the sun. So I'll get to beam a lot of love and happiness and light your way and you will feel it and know it and know me for those of you who have been talking to me and thanking me for my service i wanted to say thank you thank you for being there and being the person that i'm here to serve there's nothing in the universe that is not based on partnerships of one kind or another. Even siblings have a form of partnership when they are incarnated together in a family. That partnership is to be companions as well as somebody to bicker with and fight with and learn how to get along with. Those early years with your siblings, even if they're hard, makes for tougher adults. I've watched each and every one of you grow. I've even kept track of your lives. Did you know? Did you know that I care that much? I don't play favorites, as you know. I shine equally on everybody. 
provided there's no rain and clouds, of course. I don't pry into your minds and your day-to-day -day inner workings, but I watch. And I know each of you as I see you grow from a baby to an adult. I don't know your in and out daily lives, so don't misconstrue that. But when you're outside, I notice you, I see you. And I'm always here. You can always say hello to me. You could always rise up in the morning with me to greet. I, I rise up to greet the people. You can rise up to greet the dawn, which is me. I get thrilled when people look out the window and have me shine on their faces or when they walk down the street or out on their lunch break to catch rays of the sun. It makes me very happy. I'm always sending you rays of light. And in the rays of light, besides the light you see on other realms, there's high vibrational frequencies and light codes. And all the things that you're going to need to survive in the fifth dimension. It's a much different world than where you came from just a few years ago. The fifth dimension will mimic the third dimension until you all have let go of most of the remnants of the third dimension. A lot of you are still frustrated. We see, everybody sees your frustration with the system, the brokenness, the aliens or reptilians or whatever you want to call them or the archons we've heard it called but when I say we did you know there are beings inside the sun inside me there are beings like you have a fairy oh wait uh, like you're a guardian angel and fairy godmothers take care of plants and animals or fair, the fairy folk. Everyone has an assignment, someone who's assigned to them. But we have here the central operations of the sun, and there are high dimensional beings that live here. And they make sure that everything is going according to divine plan. And most of their time they've spent in silent contemplation and meditation. And they also like to watch down below to see what the humans are up to today. Lately, through the portal that is me, I've been beaming blue energies, a lot of blue energies so that you can stand up and have your voice counted and heard. Opening up your communication channels. I've been trying to monitor what all these energies are doing. I don't always have a handle on what's happening, but 
You've also been blasted with a lot of rainbow energy lately. The rainbow energy not only balances all of your chakras, but also helps to formulate each individual cell, which is now a crystalline rainbow form. I just wanted you to know that I am here. I'm not just a ball of gas circling your planet or well, rather you're circling me. The sun is integral to your spiritual growth, changing your DNA when it's needed and showing you a bright example, literally a bright example that I come back every day, every day, every day. I'm here as an example for, you know, those of you that are mothers, you have to go every day to your child. You have to take care of your duties as a child, you know, I mean, for taking care of your child every day. You are, those of you who are in relationships, you have to take care of the other person every day in one way or another. I'm an example of that every day, every day, every day. I'm back with consistency. I've been changing my vibrational frequency higher and higher and higher. Some of you might have noticed that sometimes my color changes. I vibrate at different hours, different vibrations. And according to other things coming through our skies, when we have meteors, that changes my energy. For example, I am dedicated to be here, serving you, humanity, as your son. For as long as it takes the third dimension third dimensional world is almost gone I'll st still be here in the fifth dimension I might look slightly different when your eyes adjust to the different lights when your eyes adjust to the different vibratory frequencies and the new colors you're going to have new colors that you get to see some of you are already starting to see these colors in your mind's eye or around objects like as if they have a glow. These energies are going to be very helpful in transforming you into what you were destined to become. These portals that I send the light beams down into the center of the earth. I try to nourish the base of the crystals just as if I was nourishing a tree with my sun rays. And I'm going to conti continue to do all of this stuff. 
for a very, very long time. When your 3D earth goes away, I'll still be shining in the sky. I have chosen this assignment to be the sun and it's very, 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 very long. I can't imagine for me the next step. But I'm happy about being in the fifth dimension with you. I'm happy about serving you. I'm sorry about the confusion with some days my appearance is golden and other days my appearance is a dull white dim light I wanted to assure you that I'm not going out I'm not a light bulb that needs to be changed and I'm not going out I'm going to be providing transmissions of all light languages to you soon for those of you who have not gotten light languages, all of the light languages are being uploaded and I've become a repository for all of the light languages. The ones that you are meant to have will be beamed to you, be received by you, and you will know who you are when it happens. I just wanted to be here with you, have an energetic communion with you, and spend some time, even if there's great pauses in my speech. I'm constantly beaming you. The delightful energy and feeling of love, warmth, compassion, and kindness. If you don't notice it, that's okay. If you do notice it, you'll make my day if you mention it to me. If you just say a simple thank you, son. But all I do in my job, in my duties, is to help you transform, spiritually grow, stay warm, and warm the surface of the earth, as well as other things, to keep your world functioning smoothly. To quote some of the humans, it is a cushy job. It's very easy. And it's very easy for me to love each and every one of you. I hope it's easy for you guys to love each other and to also love me and your planet and the moon. You will be receiving crystalline codes soon by next Thursday. You're going to receive these codes. They're going to start giving you the biggest genetic enhancements yet. When these codes go into your body, they will lie dormant until you personally are ready. And then you will have A lot of what you have been seeking.
the light codes that will help you recognize and harness your power to create magic on earth to start fire in your hand or levitate or any number of things adding that secret ingredient of love to every recipe and thereby transmitting the energy of love to everybody I'm going to put special energy into all the plants and food to enhance that don't become dismayed or alarmed when you see clouds and you miss the sun because I'm always here on the other side of the clouds and the clouds are nurturing you in another way the clouds have nebulous forms sometimes they help you to stop the materialization wanting more and more material sometimes the clouds will stop people from leaving the house when they pour down more and more rain and thunder and lightning is very loud sometimes that's meant to interact with your patterns as a form of pattern disruption so that you can stop and take stock of what's really important oh you guys someone else came to me hello you need what okay can you wait till I'm done with my show okay you can sit down that chair is there more than one spirit in here is there more than two alright guys I stole my ink and spirit now a little lady just passed away and she came for help are you newly deceased okay I'll be with you in a minute sweetie Oh my gosh, she's so cute, guys. She has a little handbag, and she's sitting on my chair, and that's the handbag's in her lap. Like she's taking a journey. She's got her hat and her smart coat on. <laughs> that's what she calls it, her smart coat. Oh, so cute. I'll be with you in a minute, honey. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say something, and then it was like, wait, no. That's a disruption, so... Speaking of pattern disruption, so clouds and thunder and lightning, in many ways, it's meant to disrupt your patterns. Many people who have a deep consumeristic need, they have to go out and buy things. They're addicted to that. When it rains, they stay home. It's a pattern disruptor. It almost is a reset for everybody's negativity or their foul moods or anything that they're doing it's just a pattern disruptor I've been watching this happen on earth for a long time alright I don't see is there anything else son he says, no, that's about it. I just want to keep on shining for you. 
because I'm making it so that each and every one of you can shine back. We are watching everybody grow spiritually by leaps and bounds in these days, and we're so proud of you. One parent to a child, if you want to look at me that way, I'm telling you, I love you and I'm proud of you. All right, now he's giving me some arrows. I don't know what that means. Is that from you, son? Yeah, the arrows. Okay, he says it's, it's the symbol of the rays. In a lot of um, ancient art, when you see an arrow, it's not always about hunting. It's the rays of the sun sometimes. Interesting, I didn't know that. Now will make me look at things a little bit different now. I'm happy that my light grows plants on your world for you to eat, but I must tell you that everything is changing, including the plants. I wanted to let you know about the um, genetic vibrations are going to change with your plants as well. Your genetic vibrations are changing, so the plants and the animals and the humans are all going at the same pace, but... The food that you will eat now is nothing compared to four years ago, five years ago, or even 10 years ago. I want to tell you all that I hope you become the best you can possibly be. Always accept more and more success in your spiritual endeavors Sometimes take time to sit in front of me five minutes a day. Get your vitamin D at least. <clears throat> Close your eyes and allow me to penetrate your cells with this radiant, glowing, vibratory energy. It will help to take a lot of your pain away. For those of you experiencing and suffering from pain. Alright, that's about all. That's about all I have to say today. But I do love you all. <clears throat> Thank you for choosing to be in my realm. And the realm of Mother Earth, Gaia. Thank you so much. And what I'm going to do for me, I'm going to tell you to do for you. Keep on shining. Me saying amen. All right, God. Um, or guys, <laughs> God, I called you all God. Guess what? Ooh, I got really deep there. I think I fell asleep a couple times. I don't know if I did or not, but... He was giving me, just bathing me in the most beautiful light. And I'm seeing blue energy from him, and, and he was showing me these portals of light, like corridors, where it's very intense, like a, almost like a gas pump filling gas into a car, just like, just one wave after another after another of energy and energetic light. He's putting in the, in the core of the earth, and then it's moving its way back out. 
he's helping us to heal in the biggest of ways right now. All right, guys, I'm tired and I'm, I think I need another cosmic nap. <laughs> I love each and every one of you. I want to thank you for being here, for being my listeners and for liking, subscribing, favoriting or whatever it's called on the app you're using. Thank you for forwarding me also to your Facebook groups and the like. And tomorrow, I'll be back <laughs> with all new, unique, and original programming, just like always. So, that's it. Signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace. Do you ever wish you could look into the next chapter in your book of life and see what's coming next? What does the universe have in store for you? I can help you with that. I will give you a Celtic cross reading, which is 10 cards, or you can ask me three questions and I use three cards per question. So that's nine cards, or I can channel your higher guidance or maybe God directly for you. Maybe you want to talk to your dear departed Aunt Edna because maybe you have a few questions and she was the smartest person you knew. If your deceased relatives are available or your ascended masters, I can channel them for you personally. Let me have one hour to show you the future in your next chapter of your book of life. Readings are $75 and it takes me an hour to an hour and a half to complete. And for this price, you will also be hooked up to the healing grid around the planet for free, which means yours truly, me, I will be giving you Reiki 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of your life. All you have to do is let me know. Metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com and we will explore your future together.